things that uh, are really required that people need to have in place in order to take out that first loan and have that capital. Sure, sure. I guess the first question is, is the when. When do you want to have the capital available to you? For a person who's starting out new in business, the fir- I would say you want to start the pro- process at least six months prior. And what the process means is this. Looking for clarity and confidence when it comes to decision making for your business? You've come to the right place. You're now listening to the Atomic Business Coaching Podcast. I am Adam. And I'm Tom. And together, we are Atomic Business Coaching. Where our stories are your solutions. What's up, Tommy? What's up, Adam? Not much, man. So I'm going to take a different route today. If you've been listening, which we genuinely appreciate you following along, the podcast has been growing. We've surpassed our 10 episodes. I don't know which episode this actually is, but we've surpassed that, which... We've been told as a milestone in podcasting, so we'll take it as is. But we do see that the downloads are increasing, so we appreciate that you like it. You must like it if you keep listening. But we decided that this time we're going to take our show in a little bit different of a route. You've heard from Tom and, and myself for quite some time. You know we're business coaches, and there are some very critical pieces about your business that you have to understand and you have to implement, but you may not be the expert at. So what we've decided to do is we're going to bring some experts on that are very, very specialized in what they do. And today we've brought on the chief retail officer of American Community Bank. He's also the president of the Glen Cove Chamber of Commerce. And it's my good friend for the last 30 years, Matt Nautilus. Hey, Matt. How you doing, guys? Good. So, uh, all right. So why don't you, why don't we start this way? You know, nobody really knows of you. We haven't given too much of an introduction. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you? background. I mean, like I said, I've known you through business. I actually, you're my mentor when it comes to the Chamber of Commerce. I would have never gotten involved with the Chamber if it wasn't for you. And that that has really changed my entire career in business. And I've gotten to learn so much and I've learned a lot from you. And for my other business, I, I utilize you and your services for many of my clients because the company and yourself do such a great job with customer service and other things. But why don't you give a little bit about your background, who you are and why we're here? Well, thank you so much. So before jumping in, I just want to tell you guys something. So clearly I'm not a business owner, right? So listening to your podcast gave me insight to what a business owner deals with on a daily basis. So it gives me an opportunity to maybe even give them some tips that I've learned from you guys. And it brings me more valuable as a banker listening to your great podcast. So I want to thank you guys for what you do. You do a great job. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Cool. So Again, I'm the chief retail officer of American Community Bank. We are a local community bank on Long Island, New York. I grew up in retail banking. Every position that has been out there, I've been it. So I started off as a part-time teller. I went to an assistant head teller, customer service representative, consumer lender, basically handling all the loans in a retail branch. Then I've gone into management, assistant manager, branch manager, and regional manager. And that brings me to where I am today as a chief retail officer. I oversee all the retail department of American Community Bank, thing from setting goals to new focuses, looking for new locations for the bank and what avenues we want to go to in the future. So that's where we are right now. Wow, that's a lot. I mean, you have you have had a meteoric rise in what you've done. And now how long have you been with your current bank? So I've been here 13 and a half years, 20 years in total in banking. Two decades, that long time to do any one single thing. And 
you know, what we always talk to our business owners, most of them had a skill set in what they did and they worked for a company prior and then they moved in and did it on their own. And really a lot of the times why they do that is they, they had every role in the company and they're like, wait a minute. I started in the mailroom. I moved up like you. I was a teller and then I moved up to the branch manager. It, I always find that the business owners or even executives like yourself who have gone through the ranks have a much better appreciation, not only for the business, but for each and every one of their employees. So as a leader, it, it lends a lot to the empathy that you can have around those people. And, and when you're leading them to understand, like, I've been there and I get it. So. So it's really cool that you've done that. You know their challenges. So, you know what they deal with on a daily basis. You know, you know again, we're, we're in retail. So when you're dealing with the customer, you're dealing with the general public. So that could be difficult at times. And you've been through it. So you can give, you know, real advice to the, your employees on how to handle certain obstacles. Absolutely. So, yeah, so that's a good segue. So why don't we get into some advice? We've, you know, Tom and I have some specific questions and we've asked some of our clients for some other things that they have. So why don't we start really with building a banking relationship for a small business owner, right? So, so many of them who are starting out building this relationship, like they, they have to understand what to consider in making the process easier of like, all right, where am I going? So how, how do people actually do that? So without knocking the large corporate banks, I feel for a small business that you're being more valued in a small bank or even a mid-sized bank where if you start your business accounts with them or you have your personal and you move to your business accounts with them and you've been there for multiple, multiple years and then you ask for some credit or you ask for a new service, you're going to be looked at differently. They can look and see, well, he's already been with us for X amount of years. He holds X amount in deposits or he has already these services. So lending is a, a natural progression for them. So I would say longevity and having a full relationship with a bank will definitely you know, change or alter their decision making when it comes to a new service or lending in the future. Well, what does that actually mean, having a relationship with a bank? You know, because so many people now with, you know, the... The ease of doing business with, you know, you can do Zelle and you can take pictures of your deposits and send them in, or you can go to an ATM and pretty much do anything you want these days. But there's so much online banking. So for a business owner, what does that mean, having a relationship with a bank and a banker? Again, depending on the side of the bank, you know, you a mid-sized bank, you might have a business lender or business banker that you talk to on a regular basis. You ever had a problem with your account? You're not trying to go online and look for frequently asked questions to resolve it. You're calling mm. your business banker or you're calling your branch manager and saying, you know, I'm missing a deposit or I believe I might have been hacked. What do I do now? And you're dealing with a person face to face or over the phone, a real live person, which can go ahead and go into your account and, you know, immediately help you instead of trying to figure that out all by yourself using technology. But again, Having that personal touch and someone to say, I'm on this, don't worry about it, I'm already working on your account, is a, a nice you know, way for a business owner to you know, switch their focus. You're working on your business, you're working on your sales, you know, to try to figure out your banking aspect too, there's professionals out there that'll do so for you. That, that's so interesting that you bring it up like that, you know, having that relationship and that access to that person and, and, and being able to come to them when you need money. And, and what you should be doing with your accounts and how you should be handling some of that. You know, so many people, when they start a business, are looking for that inflow of capital. 
And a lot of banks and a lot of people have had experience with banks where, you know, they can't get that loan right off the bat and they have to build credit and all this stuff in their business. But, you know, for, you know, people who are looking to get capital and, and, and they're going to, they want to get the help of a bank to help them with that. What's some of the things that you can do as a business owner to really make yourself attractive to a bank to be willing to lend you a loan? Like, what are some of the things that are really required that people need to have in place in order to take out that first loan and have that capital? Sure. sure. I guess the first question is, is the when. Right? When do you want to have the capital available to you? For a mm-hmm. person who's starting out new in business, the fir- I would say you want to start the prog- process at least six months prior. And what the process means is this. You want to talk to your accountant, you want to talk to your financial advisor, and you want to talk to your banker prior to anything, prior to applying, because you need to get everybody on the same page. If you don't have those set, your account might think you have different goals. Your account might be thinking, he's not looking for lending. He's been in business for two, three years. He's not at that that time. He might be looking for ways to lower your income on your tax returns, right? That account do it all the time. Right. If you're looking for lending, you have to be on the same page with your account so they know where you stand. So that is the first and foremost, the when. Why? Why is a multitude of reasons, right? Why someone would be taking out a loan. Maybe you're buying uh, more inventory. Maybe in the first couple of years, you were taking out you know, inventory of that would handle a week, two weeks of. Now you're looking to buy in bulk, right? That's a big reason why someone equipment financing, right? Mm-hmm. Or just maybe just working capital. You like to have some excess working capital in case opportunity arises like acquisition yep. or expanding your business. So you need to have all those in place. And then, so you have the when, you have the why put in place. And then now it's on the work with your banker and then your accountant for the proper documentation that you're going to need. So when coming to documentation, you're going to need, typically, you're going to need two years of business tax returns. You're going to need two years of personal tax returns. You're going to need a personal financial statement. And then you're going to need to have your liabilities and your balance sheet put together. So these are things, again, you could be working with a financial planner, your accountant, or if you're knowledgeable yourself, to put that together. And then when it comes to actual lending, I would say there's, there's three different types of loans out there that you really go to or where you would go to, right? Mm-hmm. So like myself, uh, we're a conventional bank. You're going to get the best rates. You're going to get the best terms but it's also probably the hardest to get approved for, all right? You could go to another route, SBA, Small Business Administration, right? Mm-hmm. They're a partner of the banks. They, in together, we put together a loan. So they might take on 50% of the liability and the bank takes on 50% liability. So now you have the ability to get approved more often. The cons with that is it takes a long time to get approved with the SBA. And there's a lot more paperwork that's going to be required from you. And the last is online lenders. These are your online, like a, that you can turn around to do like quick turnarounds. You might see them online, get approved in 24 hours or 48 hours. You might have new business that can get approved, limited credit scores. The thing with that though is you're going to be paying for their risk. So the con to that is you're paying astronomical rates on that. So. It depends on where you fit in those three types of levels, but that's where you would go to depending on where you're set in your business 
and where you want to go. Right. That's awesome. I mean, it's it's like this guy listens to our podcast. He's talking about the who. He's talking about the when. I know. You're right in line with what we do there, Matt. I was like, we're doing 5WH of business and banking. I mean, we got the who's going to lend you your money, when do you need it, where are you going to spend it, what you need to get it. You know, and 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 how it's all gonna work. You know, we we've got all of them in there, which is awesome. That was great. That was great, Matt. I love it. No, that's funny. You know, you mentioned a few things there that are super critical for people of of getting prepared earlier in advance, and specifically, like those those document that documentation that you need. We find so many business owners, you know, because the majority of our clients are newer business owners, and their first, you know, two years to five years, somewhere in that nature. And usually they come and work with us because they finally reached a level of success. And they're like, oh no, this is kind of the furthest I think I could take it. And they need us because they end up getting completely stuck and they're overworked and underpaid and they don't know how to delegate. They don't know what to do. And it gets really, really tough for them. So they utilize us both as a support system and then to gain that clarity on on what things they need to make decisions on. And then through Tom, he brings a self-awareness to them on really opening up, like, how are you now going to take the action on those things that I just helped them get the clarity on? So you said that that preparation, and we find so many of our business owners that don't have an income sheet, they don't have a P&L, they don't have a balance sheet. And anyone who's listening to this or watching it, that's something, even if you don't have an account, even if you're only making $500 a month, you have to start putting those statements together so you have an understanding of your business. We have the chief retail officer of a bank here telling you you need that, well, they're the people that have the money and you have to understand where you're at to go ask somebody else to say, hey, can you help me out? So the first thing you should really should be doing is helping yourself with knowing your numbers, right? It's a key to know any one of your mm-hmm. numbers in business. So thanks, Matt. That's, that's really, that's critical advice that I don't think people would have understood. And uh, so many people need that. And the second thing you said was that working capital. You know, a lot of people look at lending just specifically as like, I, I have an asset I want to buy, like a building or a vehicle or you know, some inventory that I have. But working capital is a very, very important thing. And we always talk to our clients about making sure that you're prepared. And so it's, you ever hear the saying, what luck is? Have you ever heard I of that? No. So it was Oprah Winfrey of all people. She said, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. It's really good. Not that I like quoting Oprah <laughs> Winfrey all that much, but you know, <laughs> she is a multi-billionaire. So it's, you know, she obviously knows what she's doing. But yes, when preparation meets opportunity. So sometimes we're like, wow, this business owner, they're so lucky to have to have done this thing. It's like, no, no, no. The opportunity presented itself, but mm-hmm. they were already prepared. And I think that's what Matt's saying. Be prepared to to do these things. And it may be working capital, it may be buying your first corporate building. You may need, you know, you may have to buy three new trucks. But, you know, we have a, a client right now that he's buying his third van. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's gonna have to pay cash for it. But if he had working capital, if he had a line of credit or something of that nature, he would maybe have been able to do that two months ago. So great advice there, Mag. So so let's ask, you know, if let, let's say someone really wants to build a relationship with a bank like yours, American Community Bank. So what what's the best way for them to actually get started in working with you or a bank like yours if they're not in your area? Yeah. So again, with technology, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be in our geographical area, right? So we are Long Island based. Mm. Uh, we have clients in New York City and Queens and Brooklyn. That's kind of our, our footprint and where we have our clients and how to, you know, they get in contact with us. You know, can you speak directly to the closest branch manager to where your business is? Uh, again, 
With a community bank, what we do is we go out to our businesses, our prospects, and our community. So a branch manager will go out to that place of business, learn more about that individual, about their business, about their banking, and what can benefit them from working with someone like us. So it's a, you know, a little bit different. So more about, you know, getting out to them. Cause again, when it comes to small businesses, well, I've talked to businesses that would say, I'm in the office at 7 a.m. I'm getting home at 7 p.m. It is difficult for me to go and look for different banks or look for finances. That's when we'll come to you. So we'll have someone come to you and make sure, see if it's the right fit for you and for us and see if it's the, the appropriate relationship to start. Very cool. So, I mean, community banks, how does a bank differ from a credit union? Because a lot of people talk about credit unions and, and, and community banks. What's the big distinction between that? So credit unions, typically you have to be part of some type of membership to be part mm-hmm. of them. So I know this has got, it's got loosened over the years, but in the past, like a teacher's federal credit union, you would have to be a teacher or you would have to have a family member that is a teacher. There are military ones out there that someone in your family have to be in the military. And then once you have that, you're, you're in their perks. Maybe it's geographical, like a Suffolk. There was a Suffolk bank in the past or a Nassau bank. So you would have to be part of that type of membership in order to get in with them. Where a community bank is, we're open. We're, we're open for business. You don't need to be any type of specific member to bank with us at a community bank. You know, what we do a little bit differently or differently than the larger banks, but maybe. Yeah, I was going to ask, yeah. I was going to ask that, Matt, because I, you know, hey, Rob Gronkowski's trying to get into all these credit unions too. He can't get it because hey. he's not a Navy guy. But I think that the specific thing, because the specific part about it is like, look, we have all these huge banks, right? We have the big four banks that everybody knows. I'm not going to give them any air of time right here, <laughs> but those are the big ones that like you, you almost can't escape them. And I think that's what I'm trying to understand for our audience is really, you know, you have this huge conglomerate that you can do business with versus a small local community bank. So what what is that difference? Really? So that's twofold. So one is what we do for our customers and two is what we do from, you know, how we're established and what we do as a bank. So let's just go from the customer base. The customer base is, is really that personalized attention and that personalized assistance that we can give you. Again, speaking about, you know, to business owners, if they're busy, we actually come to them, right? If you, if you need a deposit to be made and you're calling us and, Hey, I am, I'm slim. I've got customers here. I can't get to the bank. I'll send a representative out to you to pick up your deposits. That's a little bit different. You'll send, you'll send an employee from the bank to someone. Absolutely. Do it every single day. You need to open up a new account. We'll come to your business. Um, you need a change order. We got you covered. It's just that that little personalized attention that we can do differently than some of the other banks. So that's from a personal aspect of what we do. From a business aspect, so with a community bank, it's kind of easy to think of, right? So we, we take in deposits and what do we do with that money? We don't lend it to another, you know, to other countries. We don't do credit default swaps. We don't what we do is we take our deposits and we lend it back out mostly the business owners that are on Long Island and in the borough. So looking to purchase a building, that's where we come in. You're looking for a business line of credit, that's what we assist you with. So our money goes back right back into the communities that we serve. Mm -hmm. Again, it's it's a very simple, basic 
feature of banking, but it's when you think about it, if you're banking with community bank, it's nowhere what your money is doing and what your bank is doing to help out the local communities. That's really great. So not only are you servicing them better, but you're also directly supporting them as well. Yeah, well, yeah. Meaning like, and meaning like financially, those people are trying to invest back in their community. You know, when you're the president of the Chamber of Commerce, right? So those people, they, they have to invest a lot of money into the community to build their store and do their marketing and make sure everything's nice and, yeah. and whatever events they're going to do. Or there's a lot of money that goes into that. So that's pretty cool to understand that a bank is going to support the community where they're doing all the banking. I didn't, I never thought of it that way. Honestly, I've known you, like I said, 30 plus years. And I've, I used to be in banking and I never understood that, that that's really where they lent their money back out. Right. Well, it's such a very unique. It's such a great incentive to to use a community bank because of that, right? Because what do small businesses really want to do? They want to support their community and build their community. And what better way than, you know, my deposits going in, if it helps Joe down the block with, with a line of credit or something. I mean, that is that is what small business operations and community is all about in my mind. You know, Matt, what is the best way to really start working with, building that relationship with the bank? Is it opening a checking account and a savings account? What are some of the things that, you know, if we wanted to get started, if we, somebody wanted to get started with your your community bank, what would it be that would be the best start to the relationship? Yeah. And I would say, I would say it's right there. It's with the checking accounts, right? Because again, depending on where you're at, sometimes when you first start your business, you don't, you're still commingling a little bit, right? Still going in the personal right. account until you make that transition where I need a business, right? I need to go out and get my tax ID, my EIN number. I need to form an LLC and speak to me to get that going, or a corporation. And then from there, it's transitions to you should be opening up a separate business checking account. And that's where you're going to start forming your relationships with your business bankers and your branch managers um, and starting to get to know each other and what businesses, uh, well, you know, what they are going to be doing for their business. Okay. Is there a current minimum like that people have to have to be able to put in the business account? You know, some banks right. don't don't really ask for that. Like, and people may not have that capital to start. But like, what would be your recommendation? Yeah, it's it's about finding the right bank, correct? Right. You know, you might be going to a bank because your personal checking was there, but like you said, uh, a business might require a five thousand or ten thousand dollar minimum balance, or you're going to be hit with fees. Um, okay. Find the right bank that it's the right fit for you. For us, mm-hmm. uh, we have no minimum balance on our checking accounts. So a business that's getting started or maybe someone that at times fluctuates a lot with their cash and they bring it down to zero, they're not going to get hit with any type of fees at a community bank like us. Oh, that's great. Hey, man, this has been really good. It's, it's, so, it's so important that people understand this aspect. And just like when people hire us as a coach, they, they need that support. They need that individualistic guidance and they need to be heard understood and then given very specific tailored advice for them and from everything i've heard from you today that it sounds like what you're doing on the banking end of it is like you're really giving them the attention that they need you're giving them the guidance and advice that they need and when things are going really good or things are going poorly you're there to support them in one way or another it sounds i don't know why people would do any other kind of banking it's, it's interesting so i appreciate you having you on but before we go i just want to give the floor to you is there anything you think that our listeners should know or anything you want to tell us or how to find you or any any of those sure sure again when it comes back like i know kind of transition a little bit off of the lending but just go back a little bit to the lending is 
when you when you think you're prepared, it's it's appropriate to sit down with your banker. And like we've been talking about creating relationships with your bankers. I had a situation not too long ago where we had a very successful supermarket. They're not in banking. They're in supermarkets, right? They're selling steaks and they're selling child meat and they have their the produce department, right? And that's their specialty. So our specialty is lending. They've been with us for a long time. And they came to us and said they had an opportunity to purchase their store. So they said, we're not exactly sure where we want to be at with an asking price. We're not sure on what the payments would be. And I said, let us figure that out for you. Let it present it to you. And then you can make the educated decision. So we had a valuation on the business. We put it together with what their down payment would be on a commercial property, gave them what their payments would be, and we presented it to them. After they looked at it, they were comfortable with how much money they had to put down. And from what their lease payment was to now what their mortgage pay would be, they were saving around $1,100 a month. So not only that, but every payment that you're making is now you're building equity in your property. So that kind of ties back into having that relationship with your banker and coming to them with a question or a problem and then them being able to dive in and figure out what works best for you. And again, that's something that we do here in the community banking. Wow, that's great. So again, thank you so much for, for having you on, Matt. And anybody that wants to learn more about his bank, I know he's very accessible. He's always there to help out business owners. You know, that's really what he does on his volunteer work. So anyone who doesn't know, he doesn't get paid to be the president of the Chamber of Commerce. He dedicates and donates all his time, energy, efforts, and expertise to these business owners. So he's very good with that. If anybody wants to reach out to him, the website, if you want for American Community Bank, is acbalways.com. Again, that's acbalways.com. And then what's a, what's a, any other way that they can get in touch with you, Matt? You can call me right at the, the, the branch location in Glen Cove, and they can transfer me your phone call. So that is 516-609-2900. And again, it doesn't have to be just for opening accounts. You can call me with questions. I'm happy to, you know, to dedicate some time to you. Nice. And we'll put, we'll have that link and then that phone number in the show notes. If anyone's listening to this, so you can go down there. You don't have to remember it. <laughs> if you're in this, hopefully you're driving in the car. It'll be in the show notes. Don't fall over. I know you all want to bank with Matt. But hey, thanks, man. You're a great friend. You're really excellent at what you do. And uh, like I said from the beginning, you you have gone through the entire rank. So for us and our listeners, get the opportunity to speak to someone like you and, and learn from you. It's, it's huge, huge, invaluable advice that everybody, unfortunately, needs to do that in their business. You might have that supermarket or an ice cream shop, or you may be coaches. You need to go through that part of your business and to have some support and guidance like company of American Community Bank and a banker like Matt Nardowitz couldn't be better. So thanks, my Thank friend. You. And again, you guys, I love the podcast. I truly do. And I listen to it all the time. You guys are doing great work. Thanks, Matt. And thanks so much for being here. Was, you taught me so much in this 20-something minutes that we were together. It was, it was really enlightening. So I appreciate that. All right, everyone. See you next time. See you next time.